I'm gonna make some coffee real quick. I'm gonna make some coffee real quick. Okay. We're I'm gonna take you, take you. You know what? Let's just get started. I got one to make coffee with Cameron. Mm, yeah. Who doesn't love coffee at 7.30 at night? <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, our people. This is the Average Joe Podcast. I'm Cameron Powers, your host, with my co-host, Hannah, Hannah Barnett. Banana. Last name is Banana. Wouldn't that be cool if my last name really was Banana? It would be cool. I'd be so jealous. Like, what kind of fucked up parents did you have? Yeah, I just have a stupid name like Powers. Powers is a cool name. I know it is, because I, I rock it. It's powerful. All right. Okay. So, let's talk about last week. And the absence of our podcast. Yeah. Life happens. True that. Um... You know, my, I've got a pregnant wife at home that I have to take care of. I will try to be more consistent. You know, take care of my friend. You know, she is carrying my baby. She is my best friend. It's <laughs> yeah. a my best. contest of how important <laughs> she is to us. <laughs> cool. So, Yeah. That's what happened. So we apologize, guys. That's all right. I'd rather Key be loved for and cared for than to be doing this. Now, <clears throat> let's see. Did we set any goals for ourselves? I'm pretty sure we did. We were supposed to listen back and find out what the goal was. But that, that was a week ago. <laughs> yeah. That was so a weekend. A weekend ago. That's fine. You know what? Let's just, you know what? Instead of dwelling on the past, let's just move forward. How about okay, that? Okay, Mr. Positivity and your fucking looking forward shit. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, get, somebody get this girl a drink. <laughs> uh, all I have is French fries and beer cheese. You better strap in because you're going for a ride. <laughs> in this beer cheese. Well, then let's... Let's just jump into it. This week's topic is what is motivation? Do do do. Staying motivated in the face of unmotivation, failure, yeah. learning, failure, moments. times of doubt or just fatigue, tiredness, anything like that. Shittiness. Really. So let's start with what is motivation? Motivation is the drive to keep going. That is the Hannah definition of motivation. Not sure if Merriam-Webster agrees with that, but Hannah agrees with it. The drive to keep going, to strive for an end goal. There you go. Wait, I have a question. Is Merriam-Webster still alive? <laughs> and it, if she dies do they just change the name of the dictionary like now this is dick johnson's dictionary <laughs> dictionary i never even thought about that that it's not just the dictionary it's the merriam-webster dictionary how did you get your name on a goddamn dictionary 
guess you got to be pretty SMRT. SMRT. Smart. So, okay. So, motivation is, say it one more time for our listeners and me. Um, it is the drive to keep going to reach an end goal. Now I'm going to look it up to see how close or completely wrong I was. Okay. While you're doing that, I have a story to tell you. Ooh, story time. I like it. So I actually was having some doubt with this podcast. You say doubt? In the last week and a half, I was not motivated. I was not, not to say that we didn't record because of that. What I'm saying is, is, um, in our busy lives, I actually sat there and thought, is it worth it? Is, you know, what, what am I doing this for? And should I keep going? Sorry, cat fight. Anyways, so that was my last week was, you know, and, and, you know, you and I had both kept in contact and day after day, it didn't seem to work out. Um, And then I was like, you know what? If you don't do it, you're not going to. And you need to do this. You need to do this as one of your priorities. And you need to put your foot down and just just do it. I like it. I was going to say, should we be having a different business meeting right now about whether we're still doing this? But I definitely felt some of that doubt, too. But I was like, I want to make this happen, so it's going to happen. So I guess with motivation, you can say there is doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and why do we have doubt? Because what makes think, us stop being motivated? What is that doubt? I think doubt is a learned thing. Like, like think about some of the things you doubt, right? Like, I doubt this is going to work out. I doubt this is going to be good enough. I doubt that I can reach this goal. Like it's a learned response because of like, I don't know, missed opportunities or like other moments of learning that I will call failures, but you will call them learning moments. I'm wondering if, you can have doubt with not knowing the future. Mm-hmm. I like that one too. Or having previous incidences where uh, you failed or had a learning moment and you didn't know how to overcome that learning moment. Mm-hmm. So then you're sitting there going, well, I don't want to do that because it didn't work. Instead of going, okay, well, why didn't it work? You know, I think our motivation came from we didn't make it a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, what happened a week and a half ago to you, Hannah? Literally, you know, two hours before we were going to record. Was that really two hours before we were going to record? Yeah, you were headed somewhere. 
Where was I headed? To Phoenix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happened? Oh, God, what did happen? You got a new offender bender. Oh, yeah, thanks. So much has happened in the past two weeks, just so that everybody knows, like, I am, like, knee-deep in, like, a court case. I have work. I have businesses. I have Catherine, my kiddo, going on summer break. Yeah, I'm, like, it was, like, the icing on top of the cake of, like, this shit week that I had had. And then all of a sudden, this giant pickup truck rear-ends me. No damage to his truck. My trunk, like, I can't open my trunk because I'm afraid it won't close, which it didn't. Oh, it was such a mess. Yeah, it was just really, oh. like, the last thing I wanted to deal with. This kind of this helps me into what I'm getting at here. Uh, do you walk to work now? No, my dad. That would suck. I do a lot of traveling for work. Um, no, my dad let me borrow his car. Um, which they would have given me a rental anyway, but. You're not afraid to drive after that? No. Oh, I feel like we're going somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're damn right. So you are still motivated to go to work. You didn't just shut down your life because you got into a car accident. No, and I get where you're going with this, but there is like a parallel drawn with this another aspect in my life where I do just shut down and I am like it's not working I'm never coming back I hate you all right yeah (laughs) well the point I was getting at is we don't we don't just stop what we're doing because something bad happened in our day or our life Mm -hmm. we we move forward. That's we, so hard, though. We figured out what went wrong, and we try to fix it. Okay. I have a story for you. Okay. So, if you know me, you know that, like, I'm a big fan of therapy, big fan of mental health, psychopaths, go get it, sociopaths. <laughs> 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 but... So I have, I have this one therapist that like continues to challenge me and I was just like in such a crappy mood the other day with everything that had happened and then the fender bender, like I just went into that week just in a horrible, horrible mood. And so he just starts like challenging me in therapy and I, and it got to the point where I walked out. I was literally like, I'm done. Goodbye. I'm never coming back. Then I went back to tell him how pissed off he made me. And then I sent him an email like, I need a break. I'm not doing this because it got really hard, right? Like it just like, he challenged me in a way that I didn't want to be challenged. Like I felt like my tires were spinning. I couldn't feel the motivation to keep going with it. My initial instinct was to shut it all down. I'm never coming back. Let's avoid this at all costs. And it wasn't until him and one other gal was like, no, like that is not the way around it. You don't just walk away because it got hard. You can sit and just honor it that it's difficult, but eventually we need to move through it. And I was like, okay, maybe you're right. That's what I would say to one of my clients. So I went back and it it was actually good to like, I, to move through it, even though I just wanted to give up and I had no motivation. 
So <clears throat> there's another thing that we didn't talk about previously, but I was thinking about it over the last week and a half. With motivation comes sacrifice, right? I guess what, what do you mean by that? Sacrifice, meaning you have to give up something in order to do the thing that you really want to do or get back into. So my yeah. point being is that you have to sacrifice time, mm -hmm. energy, family members, friends, Grace, something. Family. Killing friends. Most of us out there give up 40 hours or more to a company. You know, we spend a third of our lives working for another, for other people. That is a sacrifice in order to pay our bills, to put food in our mouths. Okay. My, my thinking, what I'm getting at here is why can't you, you can get motivated to go to work because you got to pay the electric bill, baby, but you can't get motivated to do what you really want to do. Whether it's start that garden in the backyard, start your own business, make your own clothes, you know, what are you willing to do to help satisfy yourself in a legal, moral, and ethical way? <laughs> Thank you for the caveat. You know, what are you willing to do for yourself? What you, you know, this is life coaching, not career coaching so i'm trying to make you guys satisfied or happy with your own life to value your own time your own money you know what are you doing for yourself i know that personally you started a couple years ago looking at things a different little differently and giving yourself a little more time are you a workaholic yeah Am I a workaholic? Yeah. But in the same regards, maybe instead of playing a video game for me or drinking all the time, I substitute my time to do research on... Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, kid screaming into the microphone. It's life. Yeah, it is life. Anyways, so we're talking about sacrifice and what you're trying to do for yourself, you know, and how to get motivated. I know for a long time, I always wanted to exercise, but I never gave myself that. I never, I never wanted it enough. And what I mean by want is you can sit there and go, I want it. I want it. No. Let me give you a story. Kid goes up to somebody you would consider a mentor, right? And he goes, I want to be, be a millionaire. I want to make money. I want to be a millionaire. I don't want to work for it. I want to be a millionaire. In a little bit. And get a snack. Yeah. So, kid wants mac and cheese. That's my favorite. I know, right? The mentor goes, meet me on the beach tomorrow morning. And he goes, okay. And he goes, I want you to wear a suit and tie. And he's like, all right, I don't understand, but I'll do it. They go out and they walk into the water. 
together. And then it's about up to their shoulders, right? And then the mentor pushes the youngster down under the water. And he's like holding him there for like 10 seconds, lets him breathe, pushes him back down. And he goes, what are you doing? Are you trying to kill me? And he goes, no, I want you to be, I want you to want to be successful more than you want to breathe. Oh, dang. That's what I mean by wanting it. You have to literally put everything else aside to want it. Uh, I don't like to use the word selfish unless you are selfish, Mm -hmm. but you need to prioritize your time in order to make that happen. Uh, Going back to episode one, we talked about the law of attraction. It's not just enough to want it, you know? I mean, I get a parking spot in the front all the time just because I want it. But (laughs) I still have to drive the car around the parking lot to find a parking spot in the front. Mm -hmm. That's the work involved. Yeah. You have to put in the work, people. You have to make a goal or go with the beginner concept and just roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. And which brings us into our second part of this, how to, if you are a motivated person in your extracurricular activities, second career or whatever you're doing, how to stay motivated. Do you have anything on that? Yeah. And I feel like I take a little bit of a gentler approach to motivation just because I do juggle so many things. So I'm going to bring my therapist up again with the ball thing. With how many balls you have in your hand. And I am not condoning that you go out and sleep with a bunch of guys. No, these are figurative balls. (laughs) (laughs) In which I am juggling many things. And so... I often get really disappointed when I drop a ball. Can you slice it down? Well, she's sitting there and Jack was like walking. She's walking away. She's like, no, he's not walking. Sure. But do not take it out of her hands. <laughs> Poor kid stuff. I don't have my kids tonight. It's quite nice. I have no interruptions. Um, it's my number one job. Yep. But... So I get really disappointed and unmotivated when I drop a ball. And so he's like, okay, like you drop a ball, you pick one back up, you let another one go because I can't sacrifice like what's left to sacrifice in my life sleep. Like, no, I need it. And like a lot of times like my self care gets sacrificed and then I get overwhelmed and then I get burned out and then my job suffers. And it's like, it's just like a whole thing, but For me, at least, like, I know in my jobs that I do, like, what keeps me motivated are, like, those small wins that I see for myself personally and from my clients. Like, I love when you dig really deep with a client. Like, I really love that. Um, Oh, small wins. I really like that. You don't mind if I use that, do you? Go ahead and use it in a big way. Yeah. Small wins. That's... That's huge. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Yeah. Those small wins and them. Every now and again, I'll get on like this TED Talk kick. And so I did spend like, I did a lot of driving today. 
for work and for personal stuff. And so I was listening to a lot of TED Talks on like depression and anxiety because, you know, let's be real. I got it. I suffer from it. It sucks sometimes. But what keeps me motivated, like I really needed to hear those other people to keep me motivated in that I'm not alone. You do come out on the other side. Like you can do this if you're just willing to put the work into yourself. And that was the common theme that I heard across these TED Talks was like, if you just keep working on it and keep working on yourself, like you will come through, but you're never going to grow if you don't water the plant. But what keeps you motivated? Like you have a very like intense level, intense stress job. Like what keeps you motivated going to prison every day? Well, number one, I, I think that keeping others safe is a big thing for me. Um, you know, I know that a lot of people don't really look at correctional officers as first responders or safety personnel, like our police officers, uh, medical and employees or anything like that. But, you know, <laughs> prisoners got to go somewhere once they get convicted. Um, you know, I do go into the job knowing that I could be assaulted every day. Um, but I'm hopefully optimistic that I can uh, not let it come to that, you know, that unless somebody has evil intentions upon me, it's going to be okay. You know, um, I do know how to defend myself as long as it's not like six on one. That might have not been very like PC, my bad. Whatever. I don't think the people <laughs> that listen to this are PC. <laughs> But, you know, every single day, I, my number one motivation is um, to kick ass and chew bubble gum. But I am all out of gum. Mm. So, no, it's, it's to keep the safety of citizens, staff members, prisoners. Uh, even though they are not the best people in the world, my job is still to keep them safe and alive. So... Um, if I can come home and realize and, and know that nobody got hurt, uh, it's a win. You know, I do small wins at work. Like you said, uh, we just came, I just am learning more about this program that they use as far as job evaluation goes. Mm -hmm. And I asked and I said, am I allowed to write things about myself in there? And I said, it sounds a little narcissistic, you know? And they're like, no, how are your supervisors? They can't watch you 24 seven. So if you put in there, hey, I helped out with this on this date, they can mm -hmm. see that you are trying to do other things. You know, if you don't write anything down, how are they going to know? But yeah, it's like advocating for yourself and recognizing those. Right. So what I did it. is I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for me. You know, mm -hmm. it's a bonus that my supervisors get to read it. But at the same time, I can look at this as a journal and go, you know what? I kicked ass today. I went the extra mile. I stayed two hours over to help out with this, you know? Yeah. And that was like keeping a checklist of those small wins was a big thing for me today. Mm -hmm. 
Mommy wanted me to eat sushi because he has. Okay, go eat some sushi. Yes. Aiden is bougie up in here. I agree. Sushi is good. I Aiden, there's some pizza in the microwave. I just warmed it up. Pepperoni. Buddy, I'm not making mac and cheese right now. You're going to have to give me a little bit. I will make it, but you're going to have to wait. Can you get a snack? Yeah. You don't need to be in there. There's nothing in there for you. There's sushi and pizza, and all he wants is that damn craft. This powdered cheese. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Get the powdered cheese. Small wins for Aiden. Oh, man. Um, I have a question for you, like, slightly off topic, but I always wonder this. Like, you see, like, working in a prison... Like, you see some of the worst of the worst people. Like, do you find yourself, like, do you catch yourself judging them? Like, oh, I got to, like, remember not to do this. Like, So we're told not to look into their convictions. Mm. Um, there are certain individuals. I'm not going to give out their charges or um, – you know, anything like that, it has hindered my judgment finding out what certain individuals have done. Yeah, I imagine it would. And then I have to sit there and much like a professional, be objective and realize that I am, I am not the punisher. Mm. Prison is the punisher. And I go back to what I said before. The only reason why I'm there is to keep people safe. It's to make sure everybody goes home at the end of the day, that inmates stay in their housing units and don't beat up on each other or us as staff members. Did you find it? Good job. So, All in for yeah, it again. It does. You know, the other day I found out I, I did. I asked and I said, what are you convicted for? And he goes, well, <clears throat> he goes, uh, three cases of, or three counts of murder and, oh. uh, conspiracy for 17 other missing people. That's a total of 20 individuals that he was tied to. Yeah. You can't see my face, but I am like, I, I have a Hannah shot face. What the fuck no like there's just no way that i could handle that i could not go to work and be like we're just gonna keep you safe today be like nope i think i would be judging hard and i really try not to do that but craziest thing is this guy hasn't had a ticket in years he's one of the most nicest inmates ever and if you ask him to do something he does it without question what this is so yeah. ass backwards i'm so confused right about and you find out what they were convicted of and you're like, what the shit? So, yeah, it is very pivotal that you don't try, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you don't want to know. You don't because it does. You're like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, did I really want that information? Did I really want to know that, you know, you, I, like I said, I'm not going to go. I, use your imagination. Yeah. I, um. I haven't been there for very long. It's only been a year and a half so far, but I have seen a lot. 
so far. I've heard a lot. It's so, so interesting because my job's the opposite. Like I do need to read your chart and I need to read your file and I need to read all of the notes from counselors that came before me and I need to record and reflect on everything you tell me. And it's like, sometimes I walk away, they're going like, did I need to know that? Do I want to know this? Like, no, I feel like I am secondarily traumatized. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron's doing like a pet flex. It's a booby dance. I learned it from I learned it from Terry Crews. Oh my god! On the longest yard. Oh man. Um. Yeah. No. Could you imagine having an, having to interview somebody who you know was convicted of child molestation and rape? No. I, my heart sinks when I have clients that are like, I was sexually molested by a cousin that threatened to kill me if I said anything for six years. And it's just like, <gasps> or like right. the sex trafficked kids. I'm just like, and you see it come out in their behavior, which like, again, builds that motivation of like, I want to keep helping. I want to keep trying, but still it's like, what is wrong with humans sometimes? So going, going back to the question you had asked me originally, yeah. What keep what keeps me motivated is knowing that I'm keeping these people behind bars, mm -hmm. and and not on the street. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, they're that makes sense. Twenty-one-year-old kids who think they're freaking gangster because they did a drive-by with a gat. You know, sad. it's sad. It's sad. They think they're they're thug and they're not. You know, so what motivates me is I go in there and like I said, I'm not a punisher, but I make sure that they obey the rules and I'm in medical, but my job spans much further than I'm an officer first, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, if they can't follow the rules there, <laughs> we'll put them in timeout, you know, <laughs> and they can, they can deal with it in there and then they can see me more often because I'm in lockdown every single day. So yeah i can be the nicest guy or i can be your worst enemy you choose <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i definitely hear like when i hear like stories like that of like 21 year olds they did a drive-by thinking like they were cool or whatever their motivation behind that one was i definitely hear like this lack of connection like gangs provide connection for people in a very unhealthy way and like Sometimes connection can be motivating for us as well. Like, Well, you know why they go that route, right? Why? There's a, there's a lot of individuals that have come from broken homes. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the way that they uh, comfort themselves is they find individuals who they believe have similar characteristics of their life. Mm -hmm. um, which unfortunately results in them going to the streets. You know, a lot of people get into um, drug sales because they, their parents are poor or they have bad influences in their life. You know, uncle, cousin, all these people are doing it. They're all doing drugs. They're all selling drugs. They all think it's cool. They're hanging out on the same streets. I mean, we're talking about really young ages here. We're talking about preteens. Where no. these kids, yes, like 11 and 12. Now, this is I'm not stereotyping prison, I'm saying that there is a lot of individuals that I work with who grew up like that. 
um, you know, and that to them going to prison is either a sign of respect or it's, it's almost like the family business. You, you know, you, you find out they have cousins and brothers and uncles and dads, sometimes even moms at the female prison. And so there seems to be this cycle where you go into, you, you know, it, it, you, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Mm-hmm. Which kind of brings me to a good point here. And then I'm going to get your thoughts on this. We do. We look at individuals that we have in our life and we want to be like them. If you see bad habits, how do you get away from that? How do you become motivated to do something more with your life? Mm, I know we're saving this for another episode, but this totally speaks to the law of conformity. Dang it. Um. I don't know if you flipped that in there on purpose, but... A little bit. Okay. Go ahead. Um, And almost, like, as I'm hearing you talk about, like, the dark side of of motivation and sort of what... I certainly wouldn't go sell drugs to meet my needs. I go to work to meet my needs. But it almost sounds like some of this motivation is meeting basic needs, like... I meet my needs by going to work. I meet my like emotional needs by going to therapy. I meet my like self-fulfilling, like the joyful need that I have to find joy by social connection in very healthy ways. Um, So you can be motivated by lifestyle is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. we We all need to eat. How do we get the food? Do we steal it? Do we make money through illegal means? Do we work an honest living for it? Right. And that even goes down to how often are you eating out compared to just going to the grocery store, coming up with meal plans that you you can do weekly. You know, I've got like five, five to 10. uh, Is it, is it staple meals? Staple meal? Yeah. Okay. Staples. <laughs> the Staple meals that are meals. staples in your menu. Yes. That I can go to that will, you know, I have it in my freezer. You know, if I need to go to the grocery store, pick up some veggies or some condiments, I can make that stuff on a cheap budget. You know, um, I'm not going to lie. We like to eat out too. I think that's just an American thing to do. But I really do Martha. try to plan my meals throughout the week. I do. I try to plan my meals. I have no motivation for that. I have fries that I got at the lumber yard and their beer cheese. And it's, I, yeah, I'm just too busy. Well, and some days are better than others. Today was a cereal day. I got to make mac and cheese for my kids in a little bit. You know, other days I'm making, you know, Fancier meals, pot roast, tacos, spaghetti, uh, chicken cordon bleu. Oh, you know. now we're getting fancy and bougie. Yeah, I guess you're going to have to come over. Anyways, <laughs> barbecue, you know, like mm-hmm. I try to plan that stuff. And then some days, you know, the plan falls through. 
I do. I lose that motivation. And I'm like, you know what? Church's chicken sounds just fine. Like, yeah, it always sounds just fine. A little cuff guy in there as well. <clears throat> so going back to what I was talking about, how to change your habits, how to look at your life. So I guess my first step is self-evaluation, right? Mm-hmm. Look at who you are. And this is a tough one because if you came from a um, if your life is surrounded by drugs and alcohol and the gang life, if you will, I'm going really extreme here, but there are a lot of individuals that live like that. Mm-hmm. They do. You're used to that. You think that's normal. You know, for our, our serial killer friends, if you come home to dead bodies, you're eventually going to think that that's just normal. Oh, hey, the serial killer friends and me, we're just like randomly coming home to dead bodies. Like, are they bodies that we brought in because of serial killing? Or are they just like, hey, I'm a serial killer. I think I'm going to do it too. I don't have the motivation (laughs) for our serial killer friends out there. I'm just saying that, you know, lifestyle becomes a norm law of conformity if you go to church every day or not every day every week could go every uh, day hashtag catholics yeah it you know if that is what you're truly into then that becomes normal you know um the way you set up your house you know my kids probably talk to their friends and they're like you guys do that and they're like yeah we do that every day it's normal i don't know what else to think Right? I've never seen anything before. Um, so then that's the hard part that goes into step one. You need to evaluate your life. And if you can realize that there is something you can change, something that you no longer want to do, you know, what, if it, especially if it's bad, mm-hmm. then, then go for it, you know. Do it. Do that change. Find the motivation to get out of that rut and build a new habit. Build a new rut. Build a new rut. I do have a good thought on that. Like, I was listening to a talk on the law of conformity, and it was like, the body is built to adapt. So you can program it however you like, right? Like, you can either spend your time, I think you said like at McDonald's or you can spend your time at the gym, like your body doesn't care. It will just adapt to it. And so it's like reprogramming your body for like, what do you want the outcome to be? If you want it to be health. Oh, they also said like, you can't want to be healthy and then smoke. And I was like, oh, guilty. So guilty. Go back to your I'm guilty of that. It was like, you can't want to want to be healthy and then smoke. And I'm like, oh, but I want to be healthy, but I'm not going to give up smoking. Like, it's just not going to happen right now. But yes. Yeah. How do you and just like you, I have an addictive personality. I have a problem with nicotine products. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and one day I will, I will get over it. But that shouldn't stop me from going on a run or doing a hundred push-ups, 
every day for 30 days. I love those push-up challenges. Those are freaking awesome. I'm awful. Have you done 100 squats for 30 days? God, no. Oh, my gosh. You have some sexy legs, ladies and gentlemen. My legs are like chicken legs. Exactly. I need to work on that cake. <laughs> don't think that'll be happening but we'll, we'll, we'll save the health and fitness for another episode <laughs> health and fitness is not my forte as i eat fries and beer cheese so about I, I think there's more steps to staying motivated yeah what do you think what what's a what's a good thing for you? What's a what helps you to stay motivated when you're not wanting to do something? You told me that you started trading th- um, bad habits for exercise a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Are you still on that wagon? We're trying. Okay. All right. Which is I good. You're- Better than than giving up, but. Well, I mean, personally, I knew, I noticed that I was slacking. I was only working out once a week. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? There's only one way to get fitter, and that's by putting in the work. And you got to, so I started getting up in the morning and exercising before I went to work instead of going, I'm too tired. I can't do it right now. Mm-hmm. And when I get home or kids need me, wife needs me, I just got up earlier and put in 30 minutes of hard, intense workout, you know? And that's what I'm talking about. You need to put in the work, you need to put in the time, and you need to make it a priority. You need Mm -hmm. to want it more than you want to breathe. Yeah, and I think it depends on what you want. Like, I think about that, and and I think for the past week, it's just been really tough that I've just been like, this is the best that I have. And I also have, did I tell you I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease? think you did i just can't remember what that disease is i'm pretty sure it's either rheumatoid arthritis or lupus they like i still need to go get that blood work done but what's your self arthritis yeah because lupus sounds terrible (laughs) i'm pretty sure it's the rheumatoid arthritis because my joints hurt um but it makes sense because i went from being diagnosed with insomnia to like having this like I need to take three naps a day and 12 hours of sleep at night is not enough, but it would come in waves. And so like when, when I'm having a flare up, like I can tell I get really, really tired. And so this past week I've just been so stressed that it was like, what do I want? Do I want to get up and work out or do I want to sleep? And the best that I could give myself that week was sleep. Well, and honestly, if you're, if you're not getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. Like you said, you can burn out real quick. Real fast. We need we need that time mm-hmm. to re- regenerate, revive, um, and we, we need that time. You know. I need help. You need six cups of water, okay. four tablespoons of butter, and a quarter cup of milk. Okay. Put it in a pot. Mac and cheese. Start it to boil. Okay. Actually. Just the six cups of water. Don't put in the milk and the butter yet. Just put six cups of water in there. Okay, but do I put it in the pot first? Mm-hmm. Just the water. Okay. I like it. We're learning how to make mac and cheese. 
Did Catherine knows how to open the bag of Funyuns? That's pretty sad. <laughs> <laughs> she will not heat up her pizza. I thought it was more to the story, and then you just ended it there, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> she knows how to. She knows how to use a credit card. Um. <laughs> no, she frequently asks, "Can we just Postmate it?" I'm like, "No, Postmate is my lazy thing, not your lazy thing." <laughs> and you can pay for Postmate. You can order it. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, doing this podcast, you know, feeling demotivated, especially after your accident. Um, you know, I don't blame my family. They are, it's not a blame. My family is one of my number one priorities, mm-hmm. uh, if not the biggest priority. But I also do this stuff to, you know, support my family. I'm hoping one day I can make a career out of this podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. If not, uh, make an entrepreneurship out of a life coaching business. Daddy, so, I don't know which one to put it at. So let me show you, Liza. Okay. It says one cup, two cup, three cup, four. Uh-huh. Dump in the pot. Seven cups more. <laughs> Dump in the pot and then put two more cups in. Okay. And don't burn yourself when you turn on the stove. These have been all kinds of life lessons in this episode. But, you know, I just, I, I had to sit there, self-evaluation, go back to that, right? Mm-hmm. I was sitting there going, you know, I'm getting laxed on my exercise. Um, I'm getting enough sleep. So I checked that box, you know, I hydrate frequently, which by the way, if you are not hydrating you could be chronic, chronically fatiguing yourself, which can actually um, make you feel tired, unmotivated, and can actually uh, be a kickstarter for certain mental health problems, just so people know. Water is life. You need it. Look it up. It's half your weight. It's, it's half your weight in ounces. And then you need to evaluate how much you're sweating and add that. Okay. I drink approximately a gallon of water a day, but I sweat like a beast because I'm an Eskimo and almost in the middle of summer. Damn. Also, lack of motivation for those people that are not sure whether it's just like a lack of motivation or if it's something more lack of motivation can be one of those symptoms of depression. So if, if you're checking more than just lack of motivation on the, on the depressive symptom checklist, just wanting it more is not going to change a real mental health diagnosis. Absolutely. You know, and I think you need a bigger one. You know, you need to realize, yeah, Look at the signs and symptoms because we don't want you guys to. I don't want it to be too late for you guys. I don't want it to be. Well, I tried all these things that I heard about and nothing's working. Which brings me to another thing. Okay. Here's another step talk to somebody. This is about mental health, about motivation, staying motivated, talking to people is probably one of the best things that you can do. Um, 
Because if you hold it in, how are you supposed to get answers? You can find a you can find a mentor just by openly communicating with people. You know, people with a lot of knowledge, if they're very successful at what they do, they want to teach others. They do. It's in our human nature. For sure. When it comes to therapists, they can give you almost similar ideas as to what we're talking about in our show. You know, not everything, obviously, but talking to them can really help you um, stay motivated, get where you need to go, possibly become on prescription drugs if you really, really need it. Whenever you're ready. I'm ready. You know, do you have anything to add, Hannah? Yeah, I think motivation and like this talk has been like, I, it definitely turned into something that I, I wasn't expecting. Like we have like our show notes that we do and I don't think we actually followed any of them, but it, it led down this path where it's like, I realized like motivation is so much more complicated than what I was going into with and like yeah I just had like this speaking of counselors and therapists and and helping others I had this like extra fail moment with a client where she <laughs> there's a lot of cheese talk in the background this is real life people this is what it's like to have kids and dreams um but yeah, she was, this client was talking about her anxiety. And so I was like, well, hey, do you know what goes really well with anxiety? And she's like, no, what? Tell me. And I was like, depression. And she's like, oh, I thought you were going to tell me like something really uplifting and like how to get out of that song. So I was like, no, like depression, and anxiety go hand in hand. Like I'm 100% screening you right now. How do you feel? And it was just like this, I don't know, you could just like, tell the mood of the session like shifted to like oh well that was disappointing (laughs) but stay motivated to work on your anxiety it's fine but you know what yes Liza look at the little switch see yeah look at it don't turn it there's something that says light l-i-t-e you're gonna want to push it in to go to light it's going to light the fire, and then you're going to want to put it to where it says, hi. I need help. I don't want to burn. Okay, drink now. I can feel the stress levels rising. Yeah. Anyways. Liza, Aiden, figure it out. Liza started at Aiden. She gets to stir. If you don't like it, go to your room. I don't want to hear you scream. Now, please. <laughs> There's going to be two types of listeners to this. The one is, yep, this is why I don't want kids. I am so sorry about that, guys. I have children that 
We're trying to learn how to make mac and cheese and fight over a spoon. So my last step for you guys is you need to find a group of people that have the same goals in mind as you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be exactly the same. But five to seven people. Um, I like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. They always talked about finding people that are smarter than you and a couple people that are dumber than you so you can be the average in the room. <laughs> so you can be the average in the room. But no, you, you need to find like-minded people, people that are motivated, that want to do what you want to do. When you go to the gym, who do you see there? People that want to work out. People that hate their life. Negative. That's kidding. People who eat McDonald's all the time hate their lives. This is why I hate my life. Carbohydrates burn fast, and then your blood sugar drops. And then you feel tired and sad. McDonald's depressive symptoms. <laughs> and yet you're craved for more. Anyways, that's my last step for you, Hannah, um, is to find that circle of friends. Uh, and I think you have it. I think you have a good circle of friends that, or uh, like-minded individuals that you like to hang out with, that you can bump ideas off of that you can, um, you know, give ideas to. Maybe you have a mentor in your life somewhere that's helping you do what you need to do. Several mentors. So, you know, to raise this gal. therapy is not just for people with mental illness, by the way. It is a good outlet for talking to somebody about your problems, your goals, and everything else. Mm-hmm. I agree. Go back. You want to get motivated? Go back to writing things down. Yep. My goals are still on my shower wall. Write it down. And if you achieve the goals that you have, make new ones. Don't stop where you're at. Stay motivated. Keep growing. I like it. Hannah, you're five foot two. I don't think you can grow anymore, but spiritually, Aww, mentally. Nice. I'm five feet. <laughs> oh, i give you an extra two inches. That's what she said. <laughs> you're nasty. You're nasty. I'm making that for she said. You know what? You started this with the, the text message. <laughs> I said, I'm almost there. And he goes, that's what she said. And see, like, I never would have been in that mindset had I not read that text. I was just thinking about Michael Scott from The Office. <laughs> All right. But, I have a nice little Chinese proverb that's actually on our show notes. Go ahead. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I, know, I, know you, I know you already read it to me, but it sounds even better the second time. <laughs> it's true, though. If not now, then when? You know? And, and it goes for staying motivated, too. You've already done it before. You've already succeeded. So just keep going. Keep doing what you need to do. 
you know, stay on the horse, plant those trees, yeah. start your, start your garden, start your business, start something. I like it. And keep it going. Hey, just real quick, I want to give a shout out um, to Cultivated Community Care. Thank you. Which is uh, Miss Hannah Banana's own company. With her and together people. I will they have started together. Um, where can they reach you at, Hannah? Cultivating Community Care dot com cultivating community care at gmail.com we have cultivating community care instagram and facebook page reach out we do virtual life coaching in-person life coaching we have really really good rates for students we have group rates sliding scales i think you know what so guys, if you're if you're looking for a mentor, the, there it is right there. But if you want Mr. Positivity, like I'm gonna be real with y'all, like I am the mental health world. It I call them failures. I am not Miss Positivity. So, Cameron, where can we reach you for some some Mr. Positivityness? I think I changed. Let me see if I can get this. Uh... Just right. Can you still hear me, guys? Yeah. Okay. So, please stop. I will give it to you in a minute. It's Mr. Positivity underscore one on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can look me up on Facebook. It's Cameron Powers uh, with a goofy-looking smile on my face. You can also reach us at we are the Average Joe Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any suggestions for the show or just some comments, questions, concerns, maybe topics for the future, please. Complaints about the political correctness of this show. Yeah. Actually, I don't want to hear about it, but I will put it in my <laughs> suggestion box. Just the trash can. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't need to tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we also have an Instagram. Uh, I believe it's uh, We Are The Average Joe podcast on instagram as well mm -hmm. and hit us up you know like us share Wait, with your friends and family right. anybody that you think needs to hear it we're gonna try to be more punctual with our schedule and uh bring you guys more content in the future shit happens we love you guys and we'll talk to you next time Bye.